Okay, so we're up to the bottom of Kufyud Gimel Amid Beis. Today's daf is dealing primarily until the end of the and the end of the parak with Katan Oichel Navelis Ein Bezin Mitzvah Hafrisha, which we mentioned yesterday pretty parenthetically that if a kid is you can't obviously give a kid isurim, but if the kid is doing an iser. Uh, maybe the parents because of chinuch, but everyone else, it's not my it's not my responsibility to stop a kid from doing an aver. We mentioned it sort of agav, and now we're going to be dealing with that to the end. Before you do it, but just to, what about police fellowships? That's the point. There's no arvis on katanim. No, but educationally, there's no. Arvis. Not I don't have a chiyuv chinuch. Bezin doesn't have a chiyuv chinuch either. That's the point. Bezin does not have a chiyuv chinuch on kids. It's the father's chiv. It's not my chiv. So they're 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 fulfilling the father's responsibility through payment. But the point is, the concept is We're not we're not obligated to stop. You know, do your thing. Do your thing. Now, so the Gemara says like this. Um, Rav Yitzchak Barbiz, the two lines at the bottom. He left his keys. On Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, the keys fell out, so they want to be able to get the keys. So also the coming to Rav Padas, so he comes in front of Rav Padas. Amalei zil davar tali utalia v'taylu hasam. Bring some little kids there, little kids. They'll play with it. This is the concept, by the way, of like letting a kid turn the lights on on Shabbos. We'll get. To, I'll explain practical halach in a moment. Let the kids play with the keys. And if they find the keys, they'll bring it home because they'll they'll hold on to the keys. They'll think it's good. So Alma Kasavar, Katan Echonabeus, and Bezim Salafrisha. So obviously he holds that Bezin is not Mitsuman Hafrisha. If you're allowed to you know full well what you're doing. You're taking the kids there knowing the kids are gonna play with the keys and take the keys and carry the keys. So you see that he holds Ain Bezim Mitsumafrisha. You obviously can't hand it to them, be a dayim, and you can't imply that that's what you want, but if the kids do it on their own, Ain Bezim Sumafrisha. No. So the Gemara says, let's bring a raya. It says, <laughs> the Bryce says, <laughs> a, kid, a person is not allowed to tell a child, bring me the key, when there's no Erev. <laughs> you can leave him there if he wants to pull up weeds, he pulls up weeds, he wants to throw something, let him throw something. I mean, you can't tell him what to do. You put him on a patch of grass, and if he pulls up the weeds, he pulls up the weeds. So you see, in business of Nafrisha. Because you're not, you're definitely, you're not, you're allowed to just leave him there knowing full well what he's going to do. So the Gemara says, no. It could be that Bryce is referring to Isurim Darabonon, and therefore it's no, it's not a clear source that we would allow them to do an Isadaraisa. Maybe the thro- carrying in that Bryce is referring to when it's a Carmelist. So maybe that Bryce just tells you that but an actual Nevela, we don't have a source yet. Okay. Now, Toshima. If a guy comes to put out a fire now, in the times of the Gemara, I don't know why, but the assumption always when, the, when, the, when there was a fire that it wasn't pikuach nefesh, it was purely a financial problem. So it was a fire on Shabbos. So if a guy wants to put out the fire, ain't you're not allowed to tell him to put out the fire because it's a mere lakum. I think it's because the building made of stone. I think they were actually made out of wood. And I think that like, a lot of people died. Like I don't think this worked out. I like I, they had they had cases where like the fire wiped out cities. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a sugi. 
So whatever it was. My point is, this is not practical halach anymore. So the point is, if a guy is coming to put out the fire, you're not allowed to tell him to put out the fire, because but you don't have to tell him to stop. Meaning, you could let him do it. Because um, you're not obligated to stop him. Now, because he's not obligated to keep Shabbos. Now, I want to make this point clear. The reason why you're not obligated to stop him is because... Um, this does not apply to other areas of Amir Lakam. Other areas of Amir Lakam, you would have to stop them if you know that they're doing it for you because they're doing something that you benefit from. Over here, they're just removing uh, Hezek. They're not actually giving you, they're removing a fire, they're removing an obstacle. So, this is a, a, a rare exception. I just want to make that clear. Because if you have. In the case of Dini Mominus, when it comes to a fire, can't, let's say, if I can't explicitly go ahead and tell them to. No. No, that's that's going on. My point is, the reason why you don't have to stop them is just because they're not actually doing anything that you directly benefit from. If they were doing laundry, you'd have to say stop. Okay, the point is, you don't have to tell them to, you're not allowed to tell them to put out the fire, but you don't have to stop them. Now, a katan, but a katan that puts, comes to put out the fire, you got to tell them to stop. Because you're obligated to watch out for his Shabbos, meaning it's like Arvis. So, you see... You see, have to stop him because you're not allowed to let the kid be mechal Shabbos. Yeah, of course. So the Gemara answers no. Rav Yechonon says no. The truth is, Bezdin is not obligated to stop a kid, and if a kid is doing an avera, let him do it. So why, by why by the fire, do you have to stop him? It's called oisal das atzma. What this is, we say it in Kiddush. Which means, when it comes to Shabbos, there's a special iser da'iraisa by causing your kids to be mechal Shabbos if they know they're doing it for you. It's a special iser da'iraisa. It's not applicable to other areas. Therefore, if you take your kid and you want him to turn off the light, right? So if he's five years old and you're holding him by the light and he looks at you, even if, let's say, he's below the age of chinuch, let's say the age of chinuch is six, right? It's four years old, whatever it is. He looks at you and he understands, oh, daddy wants me to turn the light on or off. That's Aser. It's a special Aser because Atta Vinchovitecha, that you're, not obli- you're obligated to make sure your kid is not Machal Shabbos. So the answer is the reason why over here we have to stop him is not because of the general rule of Katanechel Nevelis, Bezimutsum Lafrisha. No, in general, we're not obligated to stop kids. But this is a special Aser Deraisa because the Katan is doing it because he knows the father. Meaning the case is not where the Katan is putting out the fire because the Katan wants to put out the fire. The case is where the Katan is putting out the fire because he sees mommy and daddy looking anxiously. He knows, oh, they want me to put out the fire. So the kid's old enough to understand that. That's why it's Aser. But if that wasn't the scenario, it would actually be motor. Now, here's the, here's the question. So you're telling me that's the scenario, and that's why you have to stop the kid, because he's doing it knowing that the parents wanted to do it. So what about the guy? Wouldn't, in, if that's what the case is, shouldn't you have to stop the guy? Then because the guy is, if, meaning if the scenario is where they're putting out the fire because they look at the parents and they're like, oh, he wants me to do it, then wouldn't, in that scenario, wouldn't it be a problem of Amir Laakum? Because they're basically doing it for you. The Gemara, it's the Gemara says, the kavosai gabe avikachavim, the oisal dasi serum, you sure? So why is it allowed? The answer is, avikachavim adai tenashi of it. The answer is, an adult does what he wants. Meaning, if you don't explicitly ask an adult to do something, especially a guy, and he does it, he has ulterior motive. He's got a reason. If he's putting out the fire, it's either because he feels bad about people being hurt, he doesn't, he wants to be the hero, he knows that they'll give him a financial, uh, you know, reward. He's not doing it. A kid who's looking at his parents, he's just doing it purely because the parents say. Okay. Weiter, in, again, we're just going to bring more rayas of Arbezdin obligated to stop a kid. Tashema. Ben Chover. Shrogalelech etzel avi imai ama'aretz. 
You have a grandkid who's the son of a chavar, so they're very, very from, but the grandparents are not so from. The grandparents are amaratsim, so the grandparents don't separate Trumas and Maises properly. So the kid, the grandkid is by the grandparents' house. You don't have to worry that the grandparents would serve the grandkid um, non-separated Shumas and Maises, because he wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. And therefore, if the kid comes back holding fruit from the grandparents' house, you don't have to stop him. Now, why don't you have to stop him? So, you'll say, because it's probably okay, but at the end of the day, there's a chance that this is an Aver, right? You're going to your grandparents' house, it's not from. They're, they're not from for the laws of Shumas and Maises, and he comes back with fruit, that's fine. So the Gemara assumes the reason why it's fine is because Bezdin's not obligated to step in. So you see, Bezin's not obligated. So the kid comes back from his grandparents' house holding an apple. You're allowed to let him eat the apple. Aye, there's a very good chance that that apple is not separate from I'm not. We're not machmer. So you see, Bezin is not mitzvah in l'hafrisha. That's the rye. To that, the Gemara rejects it. The answer is no. I think this is what Gavin's, uh, you know, percolating. The, the difference is, it's not that we know that that's an Aver. It's not like he comes home and he's like, oh, this apple was not separated from his Amisers. And then we're like, oh, it's fine, because you're a Kaltam. No. Over here, the case is, when, whenever you go to someone who's an Amaretz, the Gemara actually says a rule, Roiv Amaretz and Meisr. The majority of Amaretz actually separated from his properly. It's just that there was a certain percentage that didn't, so because of that, they asked all Amaretz's fruit. But like statistically, it's probably fine. And it's a grandkid. So the grandparents wouldn't be machshel the grandkid, and you have Roy that says that it's fine. So chazal uh, we're mekel. I mean, the reason why we're mekel is not just because it's probably a problem. I'm not getting involved. That's not the pshat. The pshat is you could rely on the Roy in such a scenario. You could rely on the Roy that uh, mistama everything's fine. We don't use this in a situation. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think so. So the Gemara says. Rav Yechon says, no, that's Demai, the, the way Rashi, the Rashi explains. Demai Hekilu. Meaning Demai, the majority of people separate Shumas and Maises properly. Now here's the kasha. Rav Yechonon before said that the reason why um, the reason why we stop a kid if he puts out the fire is because he's Oisal Das meaning Rav Yechonon said before, really Eim Bezim Tzumen but over there, it's a separate reason. So really, it's motor, but over there, it's machmer for a separate reason. Now, over here, we had a raya that it's motor, and Rav Yechanan rejects it. It's kind of strange. Before, Rav Yechanan is defending the proofs of Ein Bezim Mutzim Lafrisha, and now he's rejecting it. Like, right before we had, we're trying to figure out, does Bezin have to stop? So we brought a raya against that Bezin has to stop. Why? Because Bezin has to stop a kid from putting out the fire. So Rav Yechanan's like, no, 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 no. Really, normally, it's motor. Why over there is different? Because over there, it's Atav uh, Ben but normally it's mutter. That's why he's like pushing that proof that it's normally mutter. And he's rejecting the, the kasha. Over here we have a raya that it's mutter because you have a kid that comes home with non-kosher apples. And Rehachan's like, no, 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 it's not a raya. It's really aser. It's demai. The makel by demai. So it's like, before he's like defending that it's mutter, now he's defending that it's aser. It's like, well, what's Rav Yechanan's shita? It's just a little inconsistent. The answer is Rav Yechon is not sure. Therefore, every time a kasha, a raya, a kasha was brought up, he rejected it. Meaning, there is no inc- he is inconsistent because he's not sure what the status is. Therefore, if you ask Rav Yechon, does Bezin have to stop him? He's like, I'm not sure. So when they had a raya, they had to stop, he rejected it. When they had a raya, they didn't have to stop, he rejected that too because he wasn't sure. Okay. Tashima. 
Ben Chaver Koyin, Shirogalelech Eitzel Avi Imai Koyin Amaretz. You have a grandkid who's a Koyin who's from a very fun family. He goes to his grandparents' house who are Kehanim, but they're Amaratzim. Ein Chayish Hashem Yachlenu Truma Tameya. We're not concerned that the grandparent would serve the grandchild Truma Tameya, Tamei Truma. Matzabi other parents ain't Zakik Loi. And if he brings home Truma, he could eat it. I, Amaratzim's Truma is Tamei, straight up. So why are we allowing a kid? And don't tell me that uh, a grandparent wouldn't be a martial grandkid. We made all truma that was touched by Amaratz and his tummy. Yeah? So this grandkid comes home with truma from his grandparents. Like, yeah, it's fine. Why? Because ain't Bezin Mitzvah Lafrisha. Because Bezin doesn't get involved. Ah, oh, so you see that Bezin does not get involved. So the answer is no. But truma de Rabbonon, we're talking about a case where it's truma de Rabbonon. Meaning, it's not the type of truma that's deraisa. It's not fruits or vegetables that you're mechuyu to separate truma deraisa. It's truma derabonon. So it's truma derabonon. So the whole thing is derabonon. And amaratzim sometimes we're careful. And it's a grandparent. All right, so it would be mekel. But it's not something that would be applicable to other scenarios. Um, Weiter. I just want to see one second. Um, yeah, one second. Uh, hold on. I just want to see if they say that this is... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Meaning, we're make all that we... In Bezim Tzav Nafrisha, and Shumad Rabbanon. But there's no source that it would be Bezim Tzav Nafrisha, and Shumad Raisa. Toshima. Yoinik Tinik Vahoylech Ma'ivedes Kechavim. A child is allowed a nurse from a goita. And the child is allowed a nurse straight up, straight from an animal that's tame. From uh, pork, from a uh, pork pig, uh, the child can nurse straight from a pig. And we're not concerned about the fact that it's yoinik from a non-kosher animal. By the way, pause right there. You know, we're allowing a kid to to to, to drink chazer uh, milk, so that's uh, evidently we're not business of ain't in Um Let's just finish the brisa. But we're not allowed to serve him non-kosher food, meaning non-kosher milk will be mako, but not, you know, lobster. And we allow a child to nurse even on Shabbos from an animal. But once you're no longer an infant, it's Aser. Non-infant. No, non-infant. Non-infant. We'll see, it's a non-infant. Like a six-year-old, that would be a gadol for the laws of nursing. And Abishol felt that you're allowed to nurse straight from a, a cow, a kosher cow, on Yom Tif. We'll see why that's a chiddush. Okay, Ketani Mio. Before we analyze the rest of the b'risa, let's just focus on the fact that it says, We allow a child to drink non-kosher milk. Ah, oh, you see, ain't bezim tzum lafrisha. So the Gemara says, no. Hasem shim sakana. Over there we're talking about a case where the baby needs the milk or it's pikuach nefesh. Meaning if babies don't get milk, they're going to die. So the reason why we allow them to drink chazer milk is not because ain't bezim tzum lafrisha, it's pikuach nefesh. Ah, oh, so the Gemara says, wait a minute. If it's pikuach nefesh, then why not a gadol, right? We said, a kid that's five years old can't nurse uh, from, a, from a pig. But we'll allow a baby. Why are we allowing a baby? Pikuach nefesh. So then five-year-old, if it's pikuach nefesh, it also should be mutter. So the says, Ihachi, gadol nami. The answer is, gadol bayi umdena. The answer is, a gadol needs to be evaluated by a doctor to see if he needs the milk. 
So why don't you do the same thing by a katan? The Bryce is teaching is like this. The case is where the katan and the gadol both need the milk, and they're both very, very thirsty. The Bryce is being made with a katan, not with a gadol. What does that mean? It means a katan you could assume an infant needs milk, and you could assume it's pikuach nefesh. You don't need a doctor to intervene. If the baby hasn't gotten milk, it's pikuach nefesh, and we're just going to be making without calling hatzala. A gadol needs to be called out solid first. That's the difference. Okay. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Abishol Oimer, Noigim Hayinish Yankim Behemoth to her beyomtiv. Abishol added that we're actually makal, this is not negate, oh, it's this sort of negate, that we allow a baby to nurse straight from a cow on yomtiv. Now, the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If the child needs the milk, right? Make will, will be make on Yomtif to nurse Shay from a cow, but not on Shabbos. What's the case? If it's Pikuach Nefesh, if they don't get milk, then I feel Shabbos. Nah, I mean, then it should be Mother on Shabbos. And Ileka Sakana, I feel Yomtif Aser. And if it's not Sakana, then it should be Aser, because when you milk a cow, or honestly, this is Negev for, for uh, women who just gave birth, extracting milk from a body is Mefarik. It's an Isidaraisa. It's a biblical desecration of Shabbos and Yom Tif. Now, we're Makal, obviously. A woman can nurse. Um, and I'll talk about pumping in a moment, but but it's an Isidaraisa. So it, if it's an Isidaraisa, it should be Mutter Bikuach Nefesh. If it's going to be Bikuach Nefesh, it'll be Mutter on Shabbos also. If it's not Bikuach Nefesh, it'll be Yasser always. So the Gemara says, um, The answer is the case is. By the way, we do not pass on this Gemara. Taisus already points out, we, we do not pass on this Gemara. But the Gemara is talking about a case, the cases where the, the baby, where the, the cow needs to nurse, not because the baby needs the milk, but because the cow has pain. It's it's painful for the cow, therefore you're allowed to extract the milk. So we're makel on yomtif that the baby can nurse straight from the cow. Why? Because the halacha is, when it comes to pumping milk, it's an iser de iraisa. It's a biblical desecration of Shabbos and Yom Tif if you nurse it. If you nurse it in the normal way, so for a mother, that means to that means to extract the milk into a bottle. Putting it into a kli is considered a the 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 biblical form of desecration of Shabbos. And for a cow, it's by milking it using your hands, using the udder. If you drink straight from the cow, um, that's a rabbinic. That's kalachaya. That's a shinoi. So we'll be making the cases where it's tsar, and we'll allow the baby to nurse straight from the cow on Yom Tif because it's a strange way of, of milking a cow. It's not the normal way. We'll, and it's tsar. We'll be making on Yom Tif, not on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Mefarik lachayadhu, that's an abnormal way to be Mefarik. Shabbos this is gazer Yom Tif is gazer Now, that means you're allowed to do it on Yom Tif, not on Shabbos. Now, by the way, Tysus points out, we don't pass in this way. We pass in this mother on Shabbos also. But I want to make this clear, so people, a lot of people don't know this. When a mother has to pump, pumping into a vessel is a biblical form of Mefarik. It's only mother if it's pikuach nefesh. If it's not pikuach nefesh, it's not allowed. So if a mother has to express milk, not because the baby needs it, but because she's in pain, it's uncomfortable, we allow her to pump directly into the sink or into a bottle that has enough soap in it that it becomes putrefied. Because that way it's not considered mefarik in the regular way. It's mefarik halachayad, which is mutter on Shabbos, also not like this Gemara. Okay. Vaiter. Toshima. Okay, the, next, the Gemara is going to have three proofs. Again, we're trying to prove whether Bezdin is obligated to stop a kid from doing an Aver. 
Again, can't hand him the Avera, but are we obligated to stop him? So Tashima, lo yisoichlum ki sheketzim. The Pasuk says, you shall not eat its shekets. This is talking about shkatsim or emosim. Don't eat them. Lo yisoichilum lahazar gadoy l'makatanim. It says lo yisoichlum, but it's written, it's written lo yisoichilum, but it's read lo yisoichlum. To tell you lahazar gadoy l'makatanim, it's a special iser that you're not allowed to give shkatsim or emosim to children. Oh, what's the case? It's a special iser that we're machmer on ketanim. Now, what's the case? My love to Amrlu is it not referring to a case where the kid is taking a sheketz on his own and the Pasuk is saying, don't let him? Meaning, the, the Pasuk is telling us an added iser when it comes to chinuch, when it comes to children, when it comes to shkatzim. What's the iser? Is it not referring to a scenario where the kid took it on his own and the Pasuk is saying, you gotta stop him? So you see, Bezin has to stop him. So the answer is, loy. The answer is no. Bezin's not obligated to stop if the kid took it on his own. So what's the iser? The iser is it's a special iser. You're not allowed to hand it to him. It's a special iser. You're not allowed to hand it to him. So the source that you're not allowed to hand a katan shkotzim and ramosim is from this pasuk. So when the pasuk says lahazar gedolim katanim, it's not talking about stopping him if he did it. It's you can't hand it via dime. Okay, so the, we have a source that you're not allowed to hand him be a dime. We thought at first the source was you have to stop him. No, no, no. It's talking about hand to be a dime of shkotzim. The exact same Gemara by Dam, and then the exact same Gemara by Truma. The Gemara says, okay, Tashima, call Nefesh Mekem Loisoichel Dam. There's a special Isser when it comes to Dam that you have to make sure kids don't eat Dam. What does it mean? My love, Dam Is this not the Pusik's obligation for you to stop him if he took blood on his own? Meaning he wants to drink a cup of blood, you have to stop him. So you see Bezin is Mitzvah and Lafrisha. The answer is Loi, to Loi Lissa be a dime. No, the Isser is you're not allowed to give it to him be a dime. So we have, so the Isser by Shkotzim is you can't give be a dime. Isser by Dam, you can't give be a dime. In these cases, but all other cases, not right. or or you could learn out from it. But the point is, we're trying to figure out what these are before we decide whether these are the outliers or the rules. We want to try to figure out what it is. The answer is, it's not referring to stopping them on its own. It's referring to handing them an answer. So therefore, this child doesn't even start. You're right. If if it was, then we would get into that thing of is the exception, is it the rule? The third one. This is that the older gedolim kehanim have to stop ketanim from being tame. My love, Darmulitzmu, is this not the source that Kehanim Gedolim have to tell Kitanim stop being Tame? Meaning that you have to stop them. So you see Bezin is Bitsuvan Afrisha. The answer is Loi, It's a special issue that the Kehanim Gedolim cannot actively contaminate Kitanim. So there's three sources, and all these three sources are saying the same thing, which is you're not allowed to actively cause them to do an Aver. One by Shkotzim, one by Dam, and one by Toma for Kehanim. The question is why do you need all three? Just tell me one, I'll figure it out that I can't actively cause Kitanim to do Averis. So the Gemara says, Tzrichi, you need all three, why? Diashmin and Shkotzim, go to the next page. If it was just by Shkotzim, that the Pasuk by Shkotzim says that you have to stop, that you're not allowed to actively cause a kid to do an Avera, it's Mishom de Isurim Bemashu. I would say, yeah, Shkotzim were very machmer because the Isur of Shkotzim is very, very small. Normally it's a Kazais, but by Shkotzim it's even a size of a barley. So it's a tiny, tiny amount. That's why we're machmer. Avol Dam da but Dam where the Isur Kares is by Ravius only, Amaloi, I would say maybe you could give a cut on Dam. And if the Pasuk said, you're not allowed to give a cut on Dam, I would say, yeah, because Dam, there's a punishment of Kares. But Shkotzim, which don't have the Isser Kares, maybe not. And if the Pasuk just told us that Shkotzim and Dam are Aser, I would say, Mishum I would say, yeah, you can't do that because that's applicable to all of Klal Yisrael. But Tumah, which is just for Kehanim, maybe it's allowed. 
maybe we're not machmer by kehanim because it's just a subset of klal yisrael. And the opposite, And if it just said tumah kehanim, I would say shayim shem deriba and mitzvah yisairis. I would say, of course, you have to be machmer kehanim because they have so many mitzvahs. There's so many times where they have to be kaddish. Avol hani, but the average Jew emaloi tzricha. Okay. Now the next two two rayas are very strange, <laughs> and that is I'm going to do it quickly, and that is. Um, there are cases in the Mishnah where you have a... I'm not going to go through the whole case because it's it's not complicated. It's just yeah, that's two days ago, Daf, and yesterday's Daf. Um, where you have a deaf mute married to um, to a regular woman. And and it's a case where they're sisters, so it's achos isha derabanan. And basically the Mishnah says we force the deaf mute to divorce his wife. Why? Because there's zika deraisa. The, the kash is a deaf mute is like a katan. Why are we forcing them to divorce his wife? He's a katan. Well, you know, I thought ain't bezim tzuvin hafrisha, and the answer is because his wife, his wife is not a cherish. It's an obvious question, obvious answer. I Meaning, the Gemara's question is like, why are we getting cherish to divorce his wife and not doing an avera? He's a cherish. Let him do his thing. I, I thought ain't bezim tzuvin hafrisha. The answer is because his wife is a regular baroyin, and then the Gemara asks the opposite question: chareshes. Why are we? For, she's a chareshes because of the husband. Okay. And then the Gemara is going to ask a case where we force them to get divorced where they're both a Cherish and Cherishes. And that's a good Kasha. But we'll, that's the third case. Let's run through it. Tashima. First case. Shnei Achen. You have two brothers. Echa Bikech, One's healthy, one's a deaf mute. Nusun Shnei Achayes. Married to two sisters. Pikachas. Both healthy. So you have a deaf mute married to a healthy person. Healthy to healthy. Meis Cherish Bal Pikachas. If the deaf mute died, so his his wife, who's healthy, falls for yibum. Mayas bikeh bal bikachas teitzim shemachasisha. She doesn't do anything because her her she's falling to yibum to a man who's married to her sister. Nothing. Mayas bikeh bal bikachas. Ah, what if the opposite case happened? Meaning the healthy man died, so he had a biblical marriage, and his wife is falling for yibum, and his wife has a zika deiraisa. But here's the problem. This is the case of the Mishnah. You're married. He's a cherish. He's married to a woman. That's a rabbinic marriage. So he's rabbinically married to her, but he's biblically has zika to the sister. So you're kind of stuck. So what do we say? It blow up the whole thing. So what's the halacha? He has to divorce his wife because he's rabbinically married to her, but he has zika deraisa from the other woman, so he can't stay with his wife. So he's got to divorce the wife. And the wife's sister is also forever. Can't do yibam, can't do chalitza because he's a cherish. So she's just also until he dies. Which, by the way, Adam, I think we had cases throughout, like, Yavamis, where we talked about this, like, what do you do if you can't do Yimmy, you can't do Chalitza, you're just us or forever. Now, the question is like this. We force him to divorce his wife. He's a Cherish, his wife is healthy. We force him to divorce his wife because there's issues. Rabbinic marriage, Zika. Why are you forcing him? He's a Cherish. Let him do his thing. The Gemara says, uh, Why are we so machmer? He's a katan, meaning he's a cherish, so he has the status of a katan. He's doing an aver by being with his wife. Why are we? Why do we? I thought we don't stop katanim. The answer is because she's not a katana. Meaning, you're right. If it's not, if two katanim doing their things, it's one. But if you have a katan doing an aver with a gadol, we got to stop the gadol. So the wife is a healthy woman. She's a gadolah. She's a baroinchin. So we're stopping it not because of the husband. We're stopping because of the wife. Exact same kasha in the reverse case, where instead of him being a cheresh, she's a chareshes. But literally the exact same kasha, same terrors. Tashima, shnei achem pikichin. You have two healthy men. Nesun shnei achay is married to two sisters. Achas pikachas, achas chareshes. One's healthy, one's a deaf mute. Meis pikach ba chareshes. If the husband who was healthy died, 
and his wife, who's a deaf mute, falls for Yibam. She's exempt from Yibam Chalitza because her wife, because her, 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 she's falling to Yibam to a man who's married to her sister. If let's say the healthy one died, and the healthy wife is falling for Yibam, so what does the Pikech Bachareshes do? Now here's the problem. He's married rabbinically to a sister, but he has Zika biblically to the other sister. So what does he do? He divorces his wife. And then he does chalitza to the other one because he's healthy. He could do chalitza. So the Gemara says, But he divorces his wife because he will be doing an Avera by every time he's, wife, he's with his deaf mute wife, it will be an Avera. But wait, well, what's the problem? Why are we getting him to divorce? His wife is deaf mute. She's a katana in halacha. I thought we don't stop katana. The Gemara The answer is because he's a gadol. And we have to stop him from doing an Avera, not because of the wife. Which leads us to the last kasha. The last kasha is, and this is the best kasha, and that is, if you have a scenario where there's a cheresh and a chareshes that are married, and because of yibum issues, they can't be together, we force them to get divorced. Now that's a good kasha. Why are we forcing them to get divorced? That's a good kasha. Now here's the real kasha. Tashima. Shnei achim, you have two brothers. Echad cheresh vechad bikech. One's a deaf mute, one's healthy. Nisuna Shechai is married to two sisters. Achas Bikachas Vacharesh. So you have two brothers married to two sisters. Healthy to healthy, deaf mute to deaf mute. Mace Cherish Balcharashas. If the deaf mute dies, so the deaf mute sister falls for Yibam, so what, what happens? May ask me Nothing. Because she's falling to a man who's married to a healthy woman who's her sister. So she's just exempt. she's exempt. But let's say the healthy brother dies, so the healthy wife falls for Yibam. So that's a biblical marriage with a biblical Zika falling to a deaf mute, married to a deaf mute. So that's rabbinic. So here's the problem. He's kind of stuck. He's rabbinically married to one, but he's got biblical zika to the other. So what does he do? He divorces his wife because he can't stay with her anymore because they're rabbinically married, but there's biblical zika because he can't stay with his wife. So he divorces his wife. Ah, and this woman is also forever because he can't do yibam, can't do chalitza because he's a deaf mute. Now here's the kasha. Why are you divorcing your wife? Let them stay together. What do I care? It's a katan and a katana. A cherish and a chareshes are both katanim in halacha. So they're not allowed to be together because of the Zika issue. Just let them be together. What do I care? Why am I, why, why am I intervening? I thought Bezdin's not Mitzvah and Lahafrisha. The Gemara says, I'll tell you why we get involved. It's optics. If we allow them to stay together, if we allow them to stay together, then people are going to think that in this scenario, one of them is healthy. They could stay together. And they're going to start thinking that the Yavama, they're going to start thinking, look at Rashi, Rashi describes it. If we allow it, no one's going to know that the reason why we're Mekel is because, what are people going to say? They're going to say, oh, I guess in this scenario, even though it's only a rabbinic marriage, the other woman is considered a chosisha and she's exempt. Meaning people are going to extrapolate this to other scenarios and can say, oh, I guess, meaning if one of them was healthy, you know what they would do to the other wife? They would do chalitza. And they would force them to get divorced. If you allow them to be together, then people are going to not going to understand why. People are not going to know that the reason why we're letting them be together is because it's a cherish and chareshes and katan in Bezim and Afrisha. They're just going to say, oh, I guess in this scenario, there's no yibam or chalitza for the co-wife. And in another scenario like this, the, the wife would go away, which is not true. Meaning people are going to basically come out with the wrong conclusion. Okay, five minutes. That's all it'll take me for me to finish. Uh, 
Hadronalach Cherish. Let's start the next, we'll do the next Amit, the, the, the rest of Adaf, very, very easy. This is a concept that we know that we've had many times, and that is that if a woman comes forward and says that her husband died, we believe her. Even though she's in Eid Echad, even though she's a woman, we do believe her when it comes to Agunas. We're making for Agunas. However, it has to be that we believe that what she's saying is true. Okay, so let's see the mission. A husband and wife go travel. Now, their marriage is good, because that's important. If Basically, I'll tell you outside. It, it basically, for us to believe the wife, it has to be that their marriage is healthy and they're at peacetime. peacetime. They're not at war. They're the people. They're not going to Ukraine. Meaning, if you have a marriage that's not happy, that's not healthy, then we're not going to believe the wife because she's just going to say my husband died. I'm like, yeah, because you hate him. But let's say they are happily married, but they went to Ukraine. We're also not going to believe the wife. Because she's going to say, oh, I, my husband died, not that she saw him die, but that he went to that mall that was just bombed yesterday in Ukraine. That was actually a thing. And, 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 and she's going to say, well, he probably died with everyone else. Or he was at the front lines. She couldn't stay. It's not like at the front lines she could sit there watching. She doesn't want to get shot herself. So we're afraid that she's extrapolating. It's called bidadami, that she's just assuming that he died without actually having seen it. So if it's not peace between the husband and wife, and it's not peace where they are, we don't believe it has to be peace between them, peace in the way they want, then we'll believe. So the mission says, If it's peace by them and peace in the place they want, then we believe them. That we believe that she's single, and then if there's a, if she has to do yibim, she'll do yibim. If not, then she's single. Let's say there's peace between them, but they went to the Ukraine, they went to a front lines area, or, or they're in a peaceful area, but they're fighting. We don't believe them. Okay. Rav Yudah has an interesting take. He says, Even in a scenario we believe them, we're only going to believe her if she's coming with her clothes ripped and she's crying. Meaning, like we've seen, if a woman goes on the stand, if a woman goes on the stand and it's clear to the whole world that she's faking and making up a story, we won't believe it. So therefore, if a woman comes forward and she says that her husband died and she's just no emotion, we're not going to believe it. It has to also be that, like, we believe from the, uh, not act in a bad way, from, you know, we, we believe what she's saying. Amrulai, but the Rabbana said, no, no, people mourn differently and, and the fact that she's not crying is not a proof. We believe her, we believe her. Okay. Now, a couple things. The Mishnah start off by saying that we only believe them if there's peace and if there's and if there's for sure war times. The Gemara explains It's not that you have to know that there's peace. You have to not know that there's fighting. Meaning there's a difference. You understand? It's not that you, there's a difference between knowing that they're good or not knowing that they're fighting. So when it says that you know that they're good, it doesn't actually mean you have to know. Most marriages, I don't know that it's good, but I could know if it's not bad. You understand? So when it says knowing that it's good, it doesn't mean knowing that it's good. It just means you have to not know that it's bad. Like if you know that it's bad, we're not going to believe. Same thing over here when it comes to peace. So too, they went to a peaceful area. It's not that you know that it's a peaceful area. It's that you don't know that it's a war area, war-torn area. Now, my time why is it that we don't believe them if they went to the Ukraine? What's the, what's the reason? She comes forward. By the way, if anything, you should believe her more. It's more likely that the husband died. <laughs> so why is it we don't believe her when she said that he died in a war-torn area? The answer is, because it's not that she, we're, we're going to assume that she didn't actually see him get shot. She's just going to extrapolate he probably died because he went to an area that the whole place got blown up. Oh. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute. Aren't we talking about a woman 
who loves her husband? We're not talking, she's not, she's not looking for a reason to find him dead. So wouldn't she like, if she likes the guy, wouldn't she kind of investigate? So the Gemara says, you're gonna say, wait a minute. If she's at peace with her husband, shouldn't she isn't she just gonna to wait to see that the husband got out peacefully or 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 died? The answer is Zimnin Demachulibigira or Barumcha. Maybe she got she saw him get stabbed, or she saw him get hit with an arrow. Visavravade mace. And she thinks he's going to die. And she can't stay because it's the front line, so she runs away. And there happened to be a medic there that patched her up. Meaning, it's a combination of the fact that he's in a war-torn area. And even if she loves him, she might have seen him get stabbed, but she can't stay. It's not like you could stay and watch because it's a dangerous area. She had to run. So she extrapolated, I saw him get stabbed. I saw him get shot. He probably died. I couldn't stay. He's probably dead. Not realizing that after she after she left, maybe someone patched him up. Now the Gemara will end with this. Now what about what if instead of a war torn area, she's in a famine area, a place where there's a famine, and she says, "My husband died from starvation." So I would assume that's 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 a problem that that you should believe him. Why? The whole reason why you don't believe him by war is because she can't stay there to see him get killed because it's dangerous for herself. A famine is not, you don't have to run from a famine. So if she comes and says that he died from, from starvation and a famine, she probably should be believed. It says Gemara, no. Um, the answer is by famine also, people leave. People run from famine. It, it, because by a famine, even though it's like, why is it the front lines? I'll tell you why. Let's say she's the husband's dying and he's about to die. He's, he's starving and she's in the hospital or whatever. And then she finds out there's a train to get out and there's food on the train. She's going to run. So there's also a possibility that she's extrapolating information. And the Gemara says the following story. There was a woman who came in front of Rava. She told Rava, my husband died from starvation. So Rava wanted to test to see if she was actually there. Till the end, or did she extrapolate? So Rava said, Rava said, You should know. Like, he like whispered, He's like, It's not your fault. Like, you should know the fact that you left before he died. I get it. Because you thought the little bread that you're going to get, it's not going to help him, but it'll help you. Meaning, I get why you left before he died. He wasn't going to make it anyway. And you needed to get food. That was his test, because if she says, you know, yeah, then that means she didn't stay to the end. So the Gemara says, And she said, I'm so glad that you're telling me this, because I don't think he would have lived either. Meaning, Rava tested, Rava found out that she actually was not there till the end. She just extrapolated, and the problem is, with that extrapolation, we don't believe it. Why? Maybe the day after she left, uh, food came, and, and whatever. Once we, once... She was not there at the time of death. She's not believed. The Gemara continues. Hada Amarava. Rava then added, Rava and Griyam and Muhammad. Actually, famine is worse than Muhammad. It's unclear why this is, but um, when it comes to wartime, we don't believe him if he says if he says that the husband died by war. But if she says that he died peacefully in his sleep, we do believe him even in a war-torn area, because there's no reason. But when it comes to a famine area, it's not enough to say that he died, it has to be that he died and I buried him. Because even if he died in his peace, then we're going to assume that it has to do with the, the famine.
Okay, it's unclear exactly why that is, but you have to be more. It's not just that you say that he died, it has to be that you died and you buried him. We'll end with this. This is actually in the gay 9-11, unfortunately, that if a person says that the husband died in a building that collapsed, we don't believe, this is also the, the surfside also, we don't believe them just by saying he was there. Because again, that's extrapolating. You're assuming if he was there, he didn't survive. That's not enough. Happens to be, whatever. 9-11, there was a, a whole sefer that Rabbi Willig put out um, and Rabbi Schechter put out of they, the, the, the Aguna situations with uh, Beagle Eisen, who was there. Uh, they're over there, I think, that if they could prove that he was on the building at a certain time, at a certain place, they actually would accept it, but I don't, the, the laws of Agunas are way harder than just like an Ahmed in Yavavis. But anyway, if he was in an area where there was a lot of snakes and scorpions and she says that that's how he died, um, same thing, we don't believe him. We're going to say, oh, he was probably bitten by a snake and she had to run because she couldn't be there because she couldn't, she didn't want to stay near the snake and she assumed that he died, but we don't actually believe that she actually saw the, the body. Dever, uh, what about a plague? Some say a plague is like a Muhammad, some say not. Some say it's like a Muhammad, because people will say, oh, he probably died from COVID. He probably died from this. But, and therefore we don't believe her because we don't actually think that she actually saw it. But some say, you know, or perhaps no, it could be that uh, a pandemic is not as scary to people and people assume that they'll survive. Therefore, if she's saying that he died, it's not assumption. Meaning, if, if you're in a war-torn area, it's a safe assumption to say they died, but it could be a, a, a pandemic to say that he died. No one would assume that the person died just from a pandemic. So if she says that he died, she probably saw it. So it's a shy love whether we assume that she saw it or not. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. So, so we actually have to see the body. To Correct. Uh, or we have to believe that she saw the body. Yeah, because... Uh, oh, oh uh, no, no. I, I want to say this. The case of... Let me just turn this off. The case of again, I, I, it's it's a 